This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants me. All right, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts here on the show, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter or on Instagram at MichaelRitter5 or on the Discord server if you so happen to communicate there. You can get get a hold of me on that as well. But also uh, the host of the Football Function Podcast. If you're a fan of football, if you like the NFL draft, just kind of taking a league-wide perspective of the NFL in its entirety, you're definitely going to want to go check that, over, or check that out over there. I will definitely appreciate that. But... Joining me on today's episode, this go-home show, to cover the SmackDown that aired on May 6th, 2022 from Long Island, New York, John Carrasco. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Big Speaker. That's B-I-G-G underscore speaker. John, how you doing? How was your day? I'm doing pretty good, man. Appreciate the shout-out and everything. And, of course, you know, if, like you were saying, if you're interested in this football stuff, you know, check out that football function. It's definitely something to look into, you know, on all streaming platforms. So, yeah, looking at that. But other than that, man, I mean, it's been a, it, it's been a good day, you know, kind of long day of work and everything like that. Definitely had, like, a crazy event happen, you know, you being there and everything like that. It was definitely weird. I mean, kind of explain this we, we we work you know yard work and everything like that and just so happened to be like a uh a, a, a block a away fa- yeah well, i'd say about a block away but but a fatal uh two-person car wreck you know and this thing i mean we we, we were like dang near right there you know so just hearing like all the i, I don't even know how to explain what this sound was i like imagine like a train coming to a stop, you know, and you hear like the, you know, like, like the, the screech, like the yeah, brakes, or, kind of like the pressure kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it either, but I know yeah, exactly yeah, what but, you're talking but, about. But on, on to that, like, uh, that, that sound, I guess you could say, you know, like the banging and everything like that. It, it was just crazy. You know, like car flipped, like looked like it was like totally split in half when it, after it hit a pole and everything like that. And I don't know, man, it was just crazy. Like just to see like that happened like right then and there you know it kind of like put me into like a whole different mood for the day like it it definitely threw me off and i i I don't know like i started thinking about like like family and everything like that you know definitely wanted to kind of like just give a a text message to all the loved ones and stuff like that you know i don't know it just kind of hit me in a different way to kind of see that like right there you know i don't know what what, what was your opinion i mean well I kind of share the same perspective as you from a sense of, like, it, it threw me off. Like, it threw my entire day off. Really, just because, like like you said, you know, we heard that sound, right? We heard that, like, that weird, like, screeching noise, almost like breaks. Like, I knew something was up. But little context here, there's construction going on literally where this wreck happened. There's cones in the street, all that stuff. It's, it's by, like, a pretty busy road here where we live. So there was a lot of construction workers over there, and that, that's kind of what let us know how serious it was because we saw all of them start just running over there and other people, other workers 
who were standing at other properties in the area kind of start running over there too. Some people get a way better look than we did. We didn't want to get too close because we could see the seriousness from where we were. Cars flipped upside down and it's just crazy. I mean, the main reason that we share it, obviously, just kind of get perspective. You know, be careful out there on the road because even if you are on your P's and Q's doing everything you can possibly do to drive safely, it could be somebody else, you know, not paying attention, pulling out in front of you. Um, and obviously, like, it's Mother's Day weekend, so you, you just, you know, like, things like that obviously kind of hit a little bit closer to home. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of perspective on our day, you know, we like to share with you guys how we're doing, like, on a like a real basis. You know, we don't want to just kind of come on here, talk about wrestling and you know, clock out like it's some nine to five or something like that. We actually want to kind of let you guys know that we experiment or we experienced experienced some, you know, what today. And it was crazy. And obviously just, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved as far as like families and all that stuff. But yeah, it's yeah, pretty crazy, yeah. crazy situation. And what's even more crazy is we have to go back to that exact same property tomorrow to mm-hmm. work and do more planting. Like we said last, last week, I believe it was how much yeah. we actually planted, well, we're going to, have to do the same thing tomorrow, but it's not nearly as busy last week. Like I said, it was the second round of the draft, all that good stuff. So I'm good. I'm not absolutely dead like we were last week. But how about you? You ready to, uh, to dive in here and kind of get things going here on the show? Oh, yeah. Definitely ready to, you know, break this down and, you know, give our predictions at the end of the show for oh, yeah. the fight or, you know, the. Uh, as, I'm going to call it uh, pay per view still. Yeah, yeah, it's pay per view. Yeah. I'm I mean, still I'm, calling it that. Yeah. If people didn't, if other people around me didn't say premiere live event, I probably wouldn't even think about it, honestly. But I hear it so often, it's like kind of like right there in the back of my mind. But yeah, I'm always going to refer to them as pay-per-views. I'm sorry. Just how I am. But anyways, I do want to say something, though, because we actually, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, we got the notification today that tickets are going to be going on sale on Wednesday, May 11th for WWE Saturday Night Main Event here in Amarillo, Texas, where me and John are actually recording this right now, where we're from, our hometown. So uh, wrestling, WWE is coming here to our hometown, and we're going to get some pretty damn good seats. And I'm looking forward to that. So just a little bit of breaking news. I mean, it's pretty exciting. It hasn't come here to our city since 2019. So nearly three years. I did go to that one. I took my nephews for their very first WWE event. One of them really liked it. The other one was kind of just like, eh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. He was the younger one. I kind of understand, but uh, I'm not going to take him this time. I'm going to be honest, right? I love him to death. But I ain't taking them this time because it's been three damn years since they've come here and I've gotten this front row experience. Mm-hmm. And I am, uh, I'm not going to freaking let my nephews <laughs> t- uh, steal my shine. All right. If I see a freaking, if I see freaking Roman Reigns come out, I'm going to snag another picture with him. That's right. Another picture. A lot of people like to claim they're down with Roman Reigns, but not everybody has been down since day one ish. And I got pictures to prove it. Okay. When everybody was booing him, ask Caleb Grant, my roommate. Oh my gosh, dude, I was getting pissed off at the crowd, everything like that. <laughs> it's what tore me away from the WWE universe. Like the crowd, I was like, God, these people always trying to make it about them. All that good stuff. Obviously I have a different perspective now and I kind of see why they were booing him. But whenever you're invested and when you're like, you know, entrenched with a character, like Roman Reigns is no, it's no secret. I've said it before. He's kind of what brought me back in to wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was definitely, you know, I was taking those booze to, to heart, knowing that it wasn't even, like, no matter what he could do, no matter what he was doing, he was just getting booed. You know, no matter what, he'd come out, they'd hear his music, they'd boo him. And I was not a fan of that. But anyways, gotcha. uh, yeah, just kind of wanted to, to say that. You know, I'm down with the, with the bloodline, 100%. <laughs> but anyways, let's go ahead and move on here. Before we get into SmackDown, though, I do want to give some quick shout-outs. And most of these are for, you know, if you're in Patreon, Discord, all that good stuff. There's a few people I want to reference here. Number one, Kanye Twitty, you and Nameen Lion. 
with the WTFW podcast here on the WW podcast. You guys have dropped like five episodes. I kind of, I've already talked to Kanye Twitty about this. This fifth episode that they just dropped, I feel like it was their best one. And I'm not talking about like from a content perspective. Like obviously they have good stuff to talk about like on a weekly basis, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it's just like from a production standpoint, like from one podcaster to another, you see their chemistry. You see kind of the format, the style of their show really start to flourish because the first few weeks, I mean, anybody who's done a podcast, you're kind of testing out the waters, you know, you're, you're trial by error, you know, you're kind of learning on the fly what you can do, what you can do, what you can get away with, what you're good at, what you're not good at. We literally still do that here on the show. So to see them kind of this episode go so smoothly, you know, all their, their audio, their intro, their outro, all that good stuff, all the bells and whistles, adding DJ Kuzmo's audio to it as well. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to give a shout out because we've talked to Kanye Twitty. We've heard him discuss this. He's talked about, um, him starting his own podcast and the fact that he's manifested it and just seeing it be as successful. So I did want to give a quick shout out to Kanye Twitty before we even dove in to SmackDown. Then Owen from the UK, he gave us a shout out on the mailbag this week, basically just saying, Hey, I mean, I I like those dudes who run the SmackDown review. So shout out to you, buddy. We definitely, we do this for people like you, the ones who, who enjoy this show. And that's why we come do it every week and try to do it on a consistent basis. So yeah, I definitely want to give a quick shout out to Owen and everybody else who has said some kind words to us on the mailbag. Is there anything you want to say on a positive note before I say something else? Uh, yeah, I do want to say, you know, it's always good to hear people that, you know, reach out and, like, give us, like, their perspective on what they're feeling and what they're, or maybe what they're not feeling, you know. So, yeah, I definitely want to give a shout-out, you know, give Owen from the U.K. And, you know, I'll just say a big shout-out, you know, because oh, yeah. he's actually, like, I guess you could say reached out. I mean, I've kind of tangled with a couple of people uh dennis Dennis last week and everything like that so yeah it's kind of it's it's cool to get that you know that that input from them and everything you know yeah shout out to dj kuzmo because his voicemail that he left obviously or his email that he sent to uh mr casual wrestling fan dj kuzmo remembered that i had sent my application to join the casual wrestling crew in the post wrestlemania takeover Mm -hmm. show for the mailbag now I'm just going to go ahead and get out and say it. You know, I love Casual Wrestling Fan. He's a hell of a contributor to the show here, obviously. If you go back and listen to that mailbag episode, you'll hear the kind words that I have. They're all genuine, too. I still feel that way. Obviously, him, Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan, and also shout out Miss Casual Wrestling Fan. Happy Mother's Day, obviously, Mm -hmm. coming up this Sunday. But I love whenever they host these shows. And I I was a little bit disappointed on the last show whenever he was going to make me wait till this one. You know, whenever he said, you'll have your answer on a podcast backlash and i was like okay you know i understand that you know long drawn out storylines you know long-term storytelling i'm I'm with that you know i was like okay that's cool i'm I'm with that so here we are fast forward a month and i I personally still felt like the ball was in their court yeah you know because what was i supposed to say you know leave or just remind him call in leave a voicemail i mean i guess i could have but i still felt like the ball was in their court in this specific situation Mm -hmm. so uh Basically, DJ Kuzmo asked him on the mailbag. He was like, hey, is Michael Ritter uh, accepted or is he still on the waiting list? And he basically said, oh, yeah, pretty much uh, you're going to have to tune in to the next month on the Hell in a Cell podcast takeover. I don't know. See, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought the first month was a little (laughs) bit out of bounds. So you're going to come at me with this second month? I took that as a little bit of a, you know, a kick to the shins a little bit because immediately after that, he just grants someone else uh bus dude i believe it was shout out to bus dude nothing against you but he just immediately grants him into the casual wrestling crew and it just kind of you know made me have to step back a little bit and say hey 
remember who the hell you are, all right? <laughs> what you bring to the table here on the WWE podcast, you don't beg to join any clan, any group, any faction, anything like that. So I will say, uh, if I get accepted, if I don't get accepted at this point, it's not even organic anymore, right? It's at the <laughs> point now to where it's like, all right, this is one of those two drawn out. I feel like Sami Zayn now sitting here. But right, anyways, right. nothing personal. Shout out to Casual Wrestling Fan. Hopefully you will hear this and uh, understand my perspective a little bit as to why I thought it was a little bit, you know, below the belt, the, uh, the stunt that you pulled this week. But anyways, we can go ahead and move on there. Just wanted to give some shout outs. Obviously, Kanye Twitty, DJ Kuzma, Owen from the UK, and then Casual Wrestling Fan just from the mailbag portion. But 12 minutes into this uh, episode here, are you ready to dive in to this episode of SmackDown? Oh, yeah. Let's get it. Also want to give a quick shout-out to Memphis Mark. That's one I didn't get to mention there on the uh, shout-outs. But anyways, we will go ahead and start this SmackDown review with the way SmackDown started, and that is with Charlotte versus Aaliyah. W- was this supposed to be a match? Like, was this supposed to be a one-on-one match? I mean, yeah. why? All right, cool. I was yeah, making was sure that they weren't just out there to have some, you know, BS face-to-face or whatever. But, yeah, they, they start out in the ring. One thing I noticed immediately, Charlotte's black gear badass yeah she's always wore like that blue the green the pink the red you know i mean it's nice the style that she has but her to just go this blacked out look it caught my eye just Mm -hmm. i I thought it was a badass look ashley actually agreed as well it was pretty dope but yeah charlotte goes out to the ring she starts to bury long island she calls him like the armpit of america all that good stuff i actually heard the armpit of america was parried in texas but that's neither here nor there (laughs) anyways um she actually claims that Aaliyah cheated last week during the Beat the Clock Challenge. She takes a shot at Drew Gulak for always getting his ass kicked or whatever. Ronda Rousey, she eventually takes a shot at her as well. And she says that she will not be surprised if Ronda Rousey actually leaves WWE after their I Quit match. So uh, right then and there, her and Aaliyah are kind of still standing there. So she says that she's going to pretend that Aaliyah is Ronda Rousey. And then she hits her with like a little bit of a cheap shot, proceeds to beat the hell out of her. Before the bell even rings, so the match never happens. Ronda Rousey comes out, comes to the rescue. They have a little bit of a entanglement, I guess, in the real sense, not the Jada Pickett Smith sense. <laughs> she has her and uh, Ronda Rousey. They kind of get tangled up. They need to get split up by all types of security guards, officials. Jamie Noble comes out there as Pat McAfee points out. I love when he points uh, out Jamie Noble. I that's one person I will say you need to go back and check out cruiserweight champion. Jamie Noble, back when he was on SmackDown, back yeah. in the mid-2000s, he had a, Nadia, or I, I believe Nadia was his girlfriend. I can't remember her exact name, but long story short, she was, like, portraying herself as, like, a blind character. Like, yeah. she was acting like she was blind, had glasses on, whatever, and he, was, he would always throw her in the way to, like, save himself, like, to get the win, you know? Just classic Hill stuff. I actually haven't really thought about it in a really long time, but... Back then in that era, it was classic. And I know listeners, that they're familiar with the Ruthless Aggression era and you watch SmackDown, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This was some good stuff from Jamie Noble. But yeah, I mean, it takes multiple people to try to split these two up. They finally do. They're trying to make you really, really into this match that we're going to get this this Sunday at uh, WrestleMania Backlash or just Backlash. I was thinking about that earlier. I'm freaking tired of saying WrestleMania Backlash already, dude. <laughs> so glad this pay-per-view is almost over, but... This has got to be one of the more interesting matches that we're going to get this Sunday. And obviously, we don't have to talk about it too much right now because we are going to give our full predictions at the very end of the show. But what do you think about this segment here on SmackDown as a way to, I guess, send us home? Are you intrigued? Are you excited to watch this match? Well, I mean, it definitely, uh, you know, got my interest in this for this uh, segment, I guess you could say. But 
to start this off, man, I kind of feel, you know, because Char- Char- uh, Charlotte says that she's going to give Aaliyah her 15 seconds of fame and everything like that. And I was like, come on, why you got to keep down in there like that? And, you know, I kind of feel like like Aaliyah's having to, like, take this role and everything like that, take this beating and everything. And I don't know, man, it's just it's just not sitting right with me just the way they're using her, I guess you could say, you know. But, I mean, Ronda comes out. I mean, of course, you know, they start getting it. So, I don't know, man. I'm kind of all for this. It seems like it's getting a little bit more personal, you know. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, raising some interest on my side. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, if you ask five people what match they're looking forward to the most here at this pay-per-view, a lot of them are probably going to say this one. Because of the bad taste we got from the WrestleMania matchup, a lot of people are kind of just throwing this one out, saying that it's likely going to be a stinker again, which I kind of believe that because of that, because of that low bar, they're actually going to kind of blow the roof off. I really think yeah. that. I really think that both women are going to want to get that memory out of their mind. Well, some people enjoyed their WrestleMania match, but a lot of people didn't. A lot of people said that, I mean, in terms of like the women's matches that we had on that card, this was by far the worst one. Mm. So they have a chance to kind of get a redo. We'll see if it is the same winner. We'll get to that a little bit later, obviously, but I am interested as well. Uh, I do want to see this. Um, We'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode once we do our predictions, but let's continue on here in the show. Another women's match. This one actually goes down. Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler. On paper, this is actually a really good match. We saw Shayna Baszler put her tag team partner on the shelf. Was it last week or two weeks ago? When she did that move, I think it might have been last week, right? When she stomps on or stomped on Naomi's arm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, just week. making sure. I wasn't sure if it was last week or two weeks ago, but anyways, like I said, this match is better on paper than it actually was here tonight. Um, Shayna Baszler does win with the assistance from Natalia on the outside, and then Natty and Shayna start to attack the women's tag team champions because Naomi was out there watching her, obviously. So both of them get attacked. And Shayna Baszler attempts to do the same thing to Sasha Banks that she did to Naomi last week, which is basically hit her with that future endeavored stomp. That's what it's been tagged. And Naomi is able to fight off Natalia and then eventually get Sasha Banks free. So we do not see Sasha Banks get injured or anything like that. And I will say, just a little bit of a sidebar. There's a like it's I've seen it go viral on Twitter several, several times. There's like a school somewhere in America, I don't know where. But where like th- these kids are sitting in the class, literally watching wrestling, like their teacher or whatever will put wrestling on the projector and they'll watch it on the screen. Have I showed you those videos? Mm-hmm. Not, all right, well, basically like it's these kids, right? Like they're just like, they look like junior high kids and they're sitting there, they're watching wrestling. Their teacher has it on the, on the board or whatever. It's like, say, like say, I guarantee Monday in school, they're going to be watching WrestleMania backlash. Cause I'm sure not all the kids are able to watch it. I mean, me growing up as a kid, I damn sure wasn't able to watch all the pay-per-views. So I would have loved to be in a class like this, but I'm, I guarantee that they're going to have it on this week. But Sasha Banks actually went to that class. She went to see those kids and okay. like they played her entrance music and all the kids were kind of singing along with it. It was just like, some, like the most wholesome stuff that you see on mm-hmm. the internet these days, especially given some of the stuff we saw today, this kind of, it's a little bit of a positive twist, you know, kind of some of the stuff that you need sprinkled in with, you know, dark stuff like that. And this isn't an after dark episode, so we'll kind of just leave it there. But anyways, that's where we will put a pin in the Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler tag team championship dynamic for now. Anything to add on that? Well, I mean, I did like the Sasha Banks hairstyle with like the headband. Yeah, that headband. I don't know. It's just something about like the bangs, maybe on like the side of the face, or I wouldn't say the bangs, but you know the hair on the side of the face and everything. 
I don't know. It's kind of kind of hot for me right there. Taking but. a page out of the Mrs. Playbook, huh? Mm, not enough. I hey. shouldn't have said that after you just said it was hot. <laughs> definitely not. But anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not right there. But I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, did you happen to see? Was was there like a a, a knee where Sasha went up to hit Shayna and they just played it off like it didn't even. No contact. Did you see that? I might not have caught that. Dude, I'm going to have to go back and see that because I swear they played off like uh, a missed knee. You know, oh, yeah. it, it, it was just like something ugly to see. I swear. I, I, I saw I, something similar happen later on in the show with Butch, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't pick up on and, that. I, and that was only a camera problem. <laughs> yeah. That was like they showed the wrong, the wrong camera angle. He literally went right by. I think it might have been Kofi Kingston or somebody. I'm not sure. Yes. But. I was like, ooh, man, they shouldn't have showed that angle. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just wanted to see if you had caught that, you know, just so have a little bit com- confirmation on my end. But I swear I've seen that. But I mean, other than that, I think the match was all right. I feel like the chemistry is just a little bit off, you know, between them and everything. Yeah. So like, it'll get better. Yeah, I, yeah I imagine yeah, definitely. they're both but, pretty good workers. So. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see like they're still, you, you know, just working their moves together and everything. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like I say, it, it, it was an average match for me. Well, from one average match to an overall average competitor. I'm just joking. I like to give him a hard time like everybody else. Happy Corbin. (laughs) He has another segment of Happy Talk, and Mad Cat Moss appears on the Jumbotron. I don't think he was welcomed or supposed to appear. Corbin was kind of just burying him, doing his typical weekly shtick where he likes to put uh, Mad Cat Moss in the slammer verbally and just like to, you know, embarrass him. That's what he basically was doing for weeks whenever they were tag team partners. And now... Madcap Moss is finally retaliating, and he jumps on the Jumbotron, like I was saying, and he basically starts to roast Pat or Baron Corbin. Pat McAfee was there enjoying it. That's kind of where I was going. I was starting to lean into it because I'm sitting here looking at some of the things he said. He said that Happy Corbin is, is, looks like he's trying out for a Pitbull cover band. He says that he does charity work, and he for years he's let tattoo artists put their worst work on him. And then I forgot exactly what he said that somebody did on his chest. Somebody like threw up on his chest. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it was, but it was another roast. And then he goes out there. He eventually does because that's pretty much what Corbin does. He basically calls his bluff and says that he's only so confident because he's backstage and not face to face with Happy Corbin. And that's whenever Corbin starts to, or Madcap Moss comes out to prove him wrong. And then he starts taking shots at all the different iterations of Corbin. He takes shots at the Lone Wolf, Happy Corbin, Bum Ass Corbin. Uh, Constable Corbin. Basically all these different versions. It's good stuff. He's just, you know, ripping him. And um, Corbin is here's enough, gets out of the ring, walks backstage. Is this the start of bum-ass Corbin or maybe just like another iteration, maybe just like depressed Corbin or something like that, bullied Corbin? I don't know. What angle do you think they're going with this? Well, I I don't have like an exact angle for it, but I would say like that Pitbull cover band thing that he called him, bro, that was – hilarious i was just sitting in on it my sucks couch when just, you get roasted like that doesn't it i, I was just laughing like so much man it, I, I felt like it was just like perfect you know i wouldn't say i wouldn't say like oh i feel bad for uh, corbin you know i kind of felt like this like has just been you know something coming you know for a long time but i don't know man i don't have like a, a angle for it right now i just kind of see i guess you could say maybe a depressed you know maybe it's going somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a. Yeah, they're doing they're doing their job with it right now. You know, got got me up in the air. But I don't know. I'm definitely yeah, all for the Mad Cat thing for sure. 
All right, well, let's go ahead and continue on here with the show. We have a video package basically just showing all of Drew Gulak's failed experiments at different positions for WWE, such as like a correspondent, a timekeeper. They, they mentioned several others, but every single time that he tries something else, it ends with him getting his ass kicked by a woman. And it's just, I mean, that's what it is. I don't know why, but he ends up having a one-on-one -on -one match with somebody who is not a woman. It is Gunther, and it's absolutely the worst possible matchup for Drew Gulak. I mean, Gunther comes out. He looks so damn good. I almost said the F word there because that's how good he looks. Like, just when you're talking about his physique. Yeah. Like, if you would have seen this dude just a couple years ago, man, just how good he looks now, he's about to burst through whatever glass ceiling is set ahead of him. And I just have really high hopes for him. Hopefully he stays on SmackDown. But this match, I don't. I mean, I didn't have a lot of notes for it. I mean, it was somewhat quick. The only thing I wrote here, vicious chops, punishing submission holds, and a devastating powerbomb to get the win. That's really mm -hmm. all you need to know about this match in a nutshell. Drew Gulak was put through hell. Gunther is somebody who needs to be taken very serious. He has somebody who is a mouthpiece in Ludwig Kaiser, I believe is his name. He was in Imperium with him, so they have familiarity together. I'm sure him being with him here on the main roster is definitely makes him a little bit more comfortable, just being honest. If you have a familiar face, likely going to be in a good situation. But anyways, I liked what I saw from Gunther. What would you take away from this? Well, my first thought was good luck, Gulak, you know. I was, man, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see no other way. I mean, this, like you said, he's been getting embarrassed by females, you know. Now they got him against this monster of a man you know so i mean he definitely yeah he definitely got his tail but i mean b i was gonna yeah. say something else but you're doing good we're, yeah. we're both doing good here with the person <laughs> that's all i will say but other than that i mean yeah uh gunther he's just uh and i'm gonna say gunther just because i heard something from matt on the weekend review maybe yeah i believe it was but i mean just to keep our jobs i guess you could say yeah, yeah. i don't know if you had caught that but um, another thing was, I must not have. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, man. I, 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 I don't know quote for quote, but yeah, I'm definitely going to run with the Gunther. Okay, Gunther. Okay. Yeah. So but, if, if I say Gunther, I might be in trouble? Yeah, you, you might want to uh, go edit some stuff out. Check okay. that out right there. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Gulak too, just because I feel like Drew McIntyre deserves the Drew McIntyre, you know? So yeah. that's another thing that y'all might catch on to, but... I don't know, man. Yeah, like like I was saying, Gunther, he's just dang. I'm about to get chopped. Sorry, right, it's gonna it's be right. tough. Yeah, it's gonna you be got tough this. to get used to it. But like I said, Gunther, yeah, he, he's he's definitely a force. Like you were saying, I can't wait till he like actually like get some good competition. You know, rather than in a, a meaningful program. That's what I can't wait for. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, who his first legit opponent is? I, I, I just want to see because like right now he's definitely like taking advantage of like his opponents. You know, like, get, giving them some nasty chops. Like I want to see him do that to like Roman Rain, Roman Reigns or uh, Drew Gulak or damn. So you just want to have a little rewind, oh, huh? Oh Watch what gosh. happened tonight. Okay, I got I you. I'm messing up right now. But uh, Drew McIntyre, you know, somebody just like that has, yeah. has a bigger, you know. Somebody on his level. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I I, I want to see that type of stuff rather than this. Like, I, I guess you could say we It'll can come. call. Yeah. It'll like, come. Like, uh, I know him as a personal trainer just from WWE. 2K22, you know, so yeah, that's how I know him. <laughs> that's funny. But so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. They're definitely, definitely excited for this uh, 
Gunther. Yeah, 100%. Uh, th- those programs are going to come. Him matched up with Roman or Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe even Randy Orton, you know, just yeah. seeing him. Who knows? There's a lot of people. Bobby Lashley, just a list of some of the big-name guys that this that this guy can work with. I'm, I'm counting Raw, too. You know, I, I just want to see a, re- a reaction to a chop from somebody else, you know? Oh, yeah. He'll chop somebody to hell, man. That's that's something that you know you're going to get <laughs> whenever Gunther steps in the ring. But anyways, let's go ahead and continue on here with the show. We get Shinsuke Nakamura backstage with Sarah, I believe it is. But he actually says that he has not forgotten about what Roman Reigns did. And one day he will get his hands on him. Sammy. Roman. Roman. Roman Reigns. Yeah, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, cut him a little bit of slack, all right? He's trying. I'll give him- oh, <laughs> man, it was yeah. just funny to hear that. I was yeah. like... I eat ramen noodles, you know, yeah. so to hear ramen, I was like, oh, what Making me heck? hungry, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways. Yeah, we see Sami Zayn kind of creeping there in the back, and that will be tied in here in just a little bit because Sami tries to get back in the good graces or help his reputation, something like that. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But up next, New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland in a tables match. Now, last week we got a cage match. This week we get a tables match. I'm all for this. Give me one of these actual gimmick matches. As long as it has a clean winner, somebody, I mean, I'm all for it. This is good stuff, and it's what I enjoyed watching as a kid. But anyways, uh, like about, I'd say, maybe like eight, nine, ten minutes into the match, Xavier Woods goes Super Saiyan mode after Sheamus takes out Kofi on the apron. It's like some weird, I don't even know what the hell to call it, honestly. But if you watch this match, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like a, a move where... Sheamus has Kofi Kingston in his arms. Sheamus jumps off the apron, lands on the ground, but Kofi Kingston lands on his side on the apron. Hard as hell. Vicious spot in this match, and I do feel like it was a turning point because or Xavier Woods just hits another level after this. I will say, I thought New Day deserved this win. Do you? Yeah, I definitely thought that they should have pulled this off. I mean, I don't know. I understand I, why they didn't, but I, I just felt like going into it, they should have. Yeah, I, I just felt like it was more of like a – like New Day versus Sheamus, you know, just because Ridge Holland, he was just like, he'd take a bump and then he'd be like sitting or standing for like a good like one or two minutes, you know, just off to the side and stuff. So I don't know. I, the direction on what I saw for it definitely didn't end the way that I wanted it, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, though. New Day deserve this win, but they do not get it because none other than Butch comes out from under the ring during the match and completely flips it upside down, and Woods ends up getting a double choke slam through the table, and Sheamus and Ridge Holland get the win here. Let's see, moving on, unless you have something else to add to that one. Oh, no, I didn't, but I was going to say, man, I wasn't too high on the Butch coming back. I was just like... Really, you yeah. know, just like this. Yeah. Listen, I, I will say it's a it's a good job by by WWE and the writing staff because they did they brought it back whenever you weren't expecting it. Like mm-hmm. I said, they wanted you to feel like New Day was going to win. That's how I felt watching this. They wanted you to feel like they were, I guess, on fire for lack of a better word. And here comes Butch out of nowhere, just to swerve you a little bit of a bait mm-hmm. and hook. You know, like you think you're off of it, you think that you're you're good, and then they pull you right back in. And now you know, damn it, here's Butch. They get the win. I do feel like, although it wasn't the outcome I wanted, I was uh, I was happy to see that it was good booking, or at least, you know, I guess good storyline development there by WWE. But let's see. What do we have up next? Paul Heyman accuses Caleb Braxton of flirting with him, and then he's approached by Sami Zayn, who basically just snitches on Shinsuke Nakamura just to try to get in good graces with Roman Reigns. I'm not even sure his reasons behind that. Why would like Why is he so obsessed with being on good terms with Roman Reigns? I don't really understand. Well, I think it was just like the like to get him back in the 
like the respected. Yeah, because you know. yeah, he does go to Adam Pierce next, mm-hmm. and he insists that to prove himself and to show that like, hey, Shinsuke Nakamura is up to no good. He basically tries to get himself a match set up mm-hmm. with Shinsuke Nakamura next week. Adam Pierce basically says, eh, "I got a better idea. Why don't we go ahead and just do that right now?" So he gives him a little bit of time to prepare, but we do get that match officially announced. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. You can get excited anytime these two dudes go at it. I've said it before on this show. I'll say it again. It's one of my favorite matchups in terms of wrestlers who are on the roster right now that are just guaranteed to put on a good show. But anyways, uh, Lacey Evans, Chapter 5. As soon as Michael Cole was saying Lacey Evans, Chapter 5, I legitimately went to my freezer, got myself a nice little popsicle, (laughs) went back to sit down, and... I knew I was going to be there for a little bit, probably judging that segment. But I will say, it did get a little bit better because we got what we wanted, right? We'll get there here in just a little bit. But she talks about her father losing his battle to mental health and addiction, very serious stuff. He eventually overdoses two months before her WWE tryout. And then she talks about a friend attempting suicide and another friend overdosing in the parking lot while she was in Florida. And I was just like, man, let's take a chill pill, all right? Like, because mm-hmm. we talked about it. We saw some crazy, you know what, today. And that already kind of gets you in that, like, oh, man, we need to see some, you know, I need to go home and watch an episode of SpongeBob just to kind of get my mind right, you there know? You go. And then, uh, what's it called? Lacey Evan just over here throwing the dark cloud right above our head again. And I'm just like, man, I understand. You know, I get it. I'm, this part in particular, you knew that she wasn't lying. You know, like, this is like, you wouldn't make this kind of stuff up. You know, this is just some pretty sad stuff. So I wasn't. Like, as soon as I realized what she was talking about, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm, I have a heart, obviously. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing her come out and only talk, doing, like, a backstage promo. But I'm not just going to completely, like, say, get the hell out of here because she's, you know, not coming out to the ring. But luckily, she does eventually come out. And she just basically gets that embrace. She kind of, you know, she hugs a couple of fans, jumps up, does some flexes, all that stuff. She looks great. You know, she's going to have a nice run whenever she comes back. How was your first impression finally getting a chance to see Lacey Evans actually come out? Well, I was going to say the outfit from, I, I know it's just, I don't know, just from video to you now in person, but the the Tron wasn't giving it justice, you know. Her coming out, I mean, it was definitely better to see, like, all that, you know, I guess you could say. But, I mean, yeah, the WWE Universe, they definitely gave her, like, the welcome that she needed and everything. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like this one was like better, you know. Like it wasn't too much, you know. Kind of, you know, gave us like a sneak peek more into, like her. I guess you could say, like coming out and stuff. So, I'm okay with it, you know. Some stage appearance and stuff. So, I don't know, man. I mean, at least they're moving away from just being behind a video the whole time. Yeah. Well, you know? like you said, it was better. But if you're talking about any of the women in the locker room, they're no better. And Lacey Evans. There you, you better go. remember that, bud. There you All right, go. let's continue on here. Let's see what happens next. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Sami Zayn steals a countout win. And uh, basically, I mean, that's pretty much all it was. Yeah, they have a good little back and forth, but it only lasted about like 10 minutes, I'll say. I mean, they didn't give them ex- an extreme amount of time, but I mean, they kind of, they're running around the announce table. Sami Zayn's kind of throwing chairs in the way of Shinsuke just to kind of stall and waste a little bit of time. But he does get the countout win. It, I just thought this was a little bit weird considering he said that he wanted to regain the respect, you know, like regain his credibility. Running away like this is not going to do that, in my opinion. And especially if you're trying to earn the respect of Roman Reigns and the bloodline, like they're not going to like, I mean, you I mean, even though they've done a little bit of running here in the past, 
themselves here lately. But it's not like this. You know, Sami Zayn, this is a whole nother level. And just him being a little snitch, like that little, that oh, yeah. tattletale off the show Recess. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what Sami Zayn reminded <laughs> me of right now. But what did you think about this match, Sami versus Shinsuke Nakamura? Well, I mean, I thought it was a good one. You know, I guess you could say, like, seeing, like, the two come together. But uh, Shinsuke, he definitely looked a lot more impressive to me, you know, rather than what I've seen from him previously and stuff. So I'm, I was okay with it. But, uh, like you said, the running away and stuff, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Sammy, he's taking, like, a smart approach to, you know, like, just getting back in the good graces of, like, the the fans and everything. So, I don't know. I'm not too much on, like, I guess you could say how you're not feeling it. But I, I kind of see what he's trying to do right now. Yeah. Like, being more strategic rather than just being a, a complete runaway, you know. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with what he got going right now. Yeah, I like that he's all in. It's not like he's just doing this and then claiming, you know, one week, hey, I'm going to legitimately be like a, a badass. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to shy away from any of these competitors or anything like that. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand my ground in the ring and I'm going to have a match. I like that he's consistent. I'll give him that. He stays like this 10 times out of 10 for the most part. You know, he's a hell of a competitor, and I absolutely love him being on SmackDown. But the final thing that we'll talk about here in terms of the actual SmackDown stuff is the face-to-face that we got between the Bloodline and our clay bro there you go so uh this was pretty funny i will say that hilarious acknowledge promo that they were saying like i'm gonna acknowledge that randy orton has the most muscular legs and riddle's like hey true yours are thicker yours are <laughs> thicker but randy's are just a little bit more muscular and like, all right i'll acknowledge that whatever that was randy real. orton says i'm acknowledging that i still have a handprint on my chest from two years ago whenever drew mcintyre chopped me and i took the wwe championship from him obviously drew has a little bit of a response saying yeah i got that back from you after hitting you with a claymore or whatever, some good stuff. I was legitimately enjoying this. And then we get the bloodline coming out. We get the face-to-face, a little bit of a mini brawl, but nothing too, too serious. They don't give you everything. Just a little bit of a bite to get you excited for this weekend, the six-man tag match. Well, I was going to go on to that, that acknowledging thing. Go ahead, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't know, quote for quote, but the the one that ran, uh, Drew McIntyre said about uh, acknowledging like the joint, Oh, yeah. Man, I forgot what, what he said right after. But that that was freaking. It's going to be a joint discussion. There you are. Something, you know. Something then, like you that. You know, I saw, like, both their eyes just, like, you know, get all big and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that was a good one right there. But I, I don't know, man. That was all great from, you know, start to finish. Didn't like the running away, you know. Of course, you were used to it and everything. But I don't know, man. This is going to be a good one. It is, man, but we will go ahead and predict that one along with many other matches right now here on the show. So let's go ahead and start. And I'm looking at the card right here. One, two, three, four, five, six matches, I believe. Uh, Yeah, six matches. So anyway, we'll start with Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Who's your pick here? I'll well, let you go first. We'll take turns. We'll alternate who uh, who goes first. I got you. Okay. Well, I, I know the freaking fans are all behind Cody, man, but... I'm going to have to go with Seth Rollins here. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I will say, I agree. I'm going to go with Seth here, but not because, uh, I guess, I feel like Seth deserves a win. I know that mm-hmm. th- that is a, a driving point that people are saying, well, he lost to Cody at WrestleMania. He's mm-hmm. lost to several other people, you know, here in recent memory. I'm kind of just looking at the big picture and ma- making this – to set up Cody and Seth three. I don't know if it's going to be inside of the eliminate or inside of the hell in a cell. Sorry. 
but it will be at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, the rubber match. So hmm. I guess I'll go with Seth Rollins on this one just to make it a little bit more even and so they could draw this out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, I do like Cody, and I think that they, they want to make him look as strong as possible. I don't think a loss to Seth Rollins, especially given that they can get creative with the loss. I mean, Seth Rollins lost to Roman Reigns and didn't look weak, you know, yeah. not that long ago. What the hell happened to all that? Anyway, I guess we'll talk about that later on whenever <laughs> Seth Rollins appears in the championship picture. But I guess we're in lockstep here with Seth Rollins pinning or beating Cody Rhodes. Let's move on here. Edge versus AJ Styles. Damian Priest is banned from ringside. Who wins this? I'll go first. I think Edge. Um, nothing against AJ. I just feel like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go all in with this Edge character, you need to go all in. You know, make him look unstoppable. Let him beat the shoot out of AJ Styles, and then have Damian Priest come in there after the match. Absolutely put a beating on him. Have Finn Balor come out, put a beating on him or whatever, unless Finn Balor possibly joins. I know that's like a, I guess a wild card possibility that could happen. I don't think so though. Finn Balor isn't isn't a heel. I mean, he has been before in the past, I guess, but I just don't think he. I don't think he'll fit in being like in a wolf pack. You know, he's a lone wolf. Not to take like a Baron Corbin slogan or anything like that, but Finn Balor is a top dude. He's not necessarily needs to be like. Because, I mean, I know he's been in the Bullet Club, but he was like the leader of the Bullet Club. You know, he was the top dude. I know you're not too familiar with that, but the listeners know. So I feel like if he were to join Judgment Day, which is Edge's group, he wouldn't be the top guy. This is about Edge pretty much. So I don't think he'd be a good fit. If he does come out, I think that it would only be Edge and Damian Priest beating the hell out of Finn Balor and maybe setting up his next opponent, which would be Edge versus Finn Balor. So I do think Edge is going to get this win here, despite it being a one-on-one a true one-on-one match. So Priest can't get involved, but the purple lights, the hocus pocus, all that stuff could happen, and uh, you can't rule that out. See, on this one, I'm gonna go on the flip. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to see AJ Styles win this one just because like you know he, he's been taking beatings, man. You know, I, he has to bounce back sometime, and for us to keep on following, you know, they're they're, you, you know, he they he has to get a win. You know, that that's what I'm kind of feeling. And I don't know. Long term, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Finn Balor. You know, they're still sticking together, but the demon persona is gonna have to pop out. You know, to kind of, I don't know, to kind of make demon this, versus Edge. Oh my gosh! To, yeah, to kind of make it balance. You know, yeah. just because we got a dark side over there on that side. Now we got like, of course, we got AJ. You know, the nice guy and everything like that. But then again, we have like you were saying, Finn Balor, nice guy. But then again, he can go into this, you know, dark evil side, you know. So I, I think it's going to kind of kind of mix up a little bit farther down the road with, uh, like you were saying, I, I'd say Demon and Edge. Yeah, definitely. Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss. I'll let you go first here on this one. What do you think? Well, I'm definitely not going to go against my man, Madcap. So I'm definitely going to stay with that one just because, you know, he's getting that good push. And I, like, he's on fire right now. Yeah, at the beginning, you know, you kind of felt like the fans were kind of, you know, behind him and everything. But he kind of like chilled out after a good second, I guess, after he started kind of like giving his banter on court yeah. and stuff like that. So I was kind of like, you were, you, you were getting the applause. You were getting, it, you know, kind of just mess it up for yourself, I guess you could say. But, I mean,. Like you said last week, you know, the fans are kind of, they don't know which way to go with them, you know. So I, I think that, you know, if he keeps getting on, getting some good wins and stuff, they'll know who to side with. 
See, I'm going Madcap as well, only because he's on fire. They kind of have been giving him that Rick Boogs push since mm. Boogs was sidelined. And I don't think that's going to stop now. Happy Corbin, I mean, you really going to give him a win right now? I mean, I could see him getting a cheap win because nobody expects it. I know they like to swerve us every now and then. So don't completely rule it out. But I would not bet the house on Happy Corbin getting a win here at Backlash. Moving on, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Lashley got the win at WrestleMania. That wasn't surprising to me. I, I did kind of see the logic behind Omos winning, but go back and look if you actually scroll that far. In the Discord chat, whenever WrestleMania was going on, I said at, as they were making their entrances because I had a feeling, does Omos lose here? And everyone's like, no, that'd be stupid. That'd be the stupidest thing about WWE. Why would you make Omos lose to Bobby Lashley? I mean, you're trying to build him up. I was like, hey, don't freaking kill me. I'm just saying it's a possibility, <laughs> all right? And what do you know? Bobby Lashley gets the win. I don't think that's going to happen again, though. I think that they, they learned from that, and they gave Bobby Lashley his WrestleMania moment. Now they're going to go full-on Omos, MVP, and we're going to get Omos getting the win here, in my opinion. Well, man, I'm going uh, to th – th this one's kind of hard just because, like, I, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. You know, like, this is kind of like a, a up-in-the-air thing, you know, just because, like you were saying, Bible actually, he's been, he's been at the top, you know. He's done his thing and everything like that. And, you know, of course, this build that they're trying to do for Omos, you know, I, I still don't I, I don't feel like it's going like in the right direction that they wanted it to, though, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley on this one again, you know, just to just, just to be on the opposite side of it. No worries. Definitely like that. So so far, just to keep score, we are on the same page with two matches and we have disagreed on two matches with two to go. One of those matches is the I Quit match between Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. You get the first pick on this one. What do you think? Well, on this one, man, I'm going to stick with Charlotte, man. I, I Like I said, I can't go with Ronda and everything like that. And just kind of like reference what Charlotte was saying at the beginning of the show that she, I hope this like this is it for Ronda, you know, like Cinder packing and everything like that, you know, because I'm totally over this stuff right here. But... I think it's still going to be a good match, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm at my mark for it. I'm picking Ronda Rousey. Okay. I think that she is going to do it because she hasn't looked strong. She really hasn't. Ron, or Charlotte's gotten the better of her on the mic. She's the one who I feel like is going into this more superior right now. Ronda Rousey, I don't feel like has a snowball's chance in hell to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, or excuse me, the SmackDown Champion, according to Ronda Rousey. Just kidding, obviously. <laughs> but... Uh, I just have a feeling, right? I thought she was going to win at Mania. She didn't. I don't think Ronda Rousey, I mean, kind of similar to Brock Lesnar, she's not around here to keep losing in these main event matches. Eventually, they're going to give her a win. WrestleMania backlash this far out from WrestleMania, as crazy as that sounds, because WrestleMania is in the damn tagline, but this is technically the furthest pay-per-view away from WrestleMania. Make it make sense, WWE. Come on, what the hell are you doing? But anyways, um... Yeah, Ronda Rousey. I think she's going to get the win here. Uh, I do. I just have a feeling. I don't know if Vegas agrees with me or if they actually, if this is what the betting favorites are leaning towards. I think they might be leaning towards Charlotte, though. I don't know for sure, but I'm not. I think that Ronda Rousey does get the win here. But moving on, Roman Reigns and the Usos, the Bloodline versus Randy Orton, Riddle, and Drew McIntyre are clay bro. The tag team titles are not on the line. They basically took that championship unification match and shoved it where the sun don't shine. So what we're getting here is just a simple, old-school, homegrown, throw it out to the 
ballpark six-man tag match yeah. <laughs> between the Bloodline and our Clay Bro. I really think that the Bloodline are going to win this. Uh, I think that they were going to win if the tag team belts were going to be on the line. I thought that they were the, the Usos were going to be the unified tag team champions. And I know that, I mean, just given the fact that they got, you know, that acknowledged segment here on SmackDown to close it and the laughs were all happening, people want RK Bro to win. I know I definitely do too. You know, I I mean, as much as I love the bloodline and I was making a whole shtick about it before the show started, I want to see, uh, I want to, I don't know, it's, it's tough, man, because they did a good job putting two teams that's because I do, I want to see the bloodline win. I really do. I'm like, all right, they want to, they, I want to see them continue their dominance, but at the same time, I've, I've just grown or I've, I've grown to be drawn. That's what I was doing. I was trying to say grown and drawn together and I was grown, but anyways, <laughs> I was drawn to this RK bro dynamic. Just, I mean, they're winning me over every time. I feel like just the pairing, those three together, it's a hell of a team matched up with, uh, what's it called? Matched up with these guys, the bloodline damn near unstoppable for like two years. This is the stuff that, I mean, it makes sense. I don't know if this will be the main event. I mean, as the, the unified champion here involved, so I mean, it should be, but I don't know. It's a little weird having, the championship not be on the line in terms of like Roman Reigns defending it, the tag team belts not being on the line. Is there even a championship match on the line here? Oh, well, but other than Charlotte Flair, that's it. The women's championship is on the line, but other than that, no other championships. That is very weird, I will say. But I guess, uh, yeah, I, I picked the bloodline. I'm, I'm assuming you're picking the bloodline as well. Well, on this one, I mean, it's. I'm torn, you know. Oh, well, backing off a little bit. You looked a little pretty confident there when I was talking about it. I was going to say, definitely not, definitely not backing off. I'm definitely going to go with the bloodline just because we represent SmackDown, you know. So, I mean, that that's where, you know, everything just kind of lies on my end. Of course, you know, favorites and everything. But th- th- this is just a match that's you, you really can't choose between, you know. You, you either got to be heavy over here or be real heavy over here on this side too you know but i'm right i'm like right in the middle you know roman's needle mover i'm right in the middle of this thing and it's hard to it, it, it's, it's hard you to get them that. rpms up bud <laughs> but i mean like i said i mean I'll, I'll definitely choose bloodline on this just i don't know man i hope i hope we have like a a good story following this you know especially like I still want to see that unification and everything, so I hope something like comes about from all this. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to choose the bloodline on this one. Well, I'm definitely interested to watch this pay per view. Obviously, it's going to take place after all the Mother's Day shenanigans that are going to be going on. So I'm looking forward to getting there. But is there anything you need to say? Any shout outs? Any plugs? Anything like that? Because we're about to sign off here on this go home show for the WWE podcast and obviously the SmackDown review. Well, I just want to shout out to, you know, all the followers and everything like that. Just, you know, it's it's great to get these interactions, you know. I know they're small and everything like that, but it's greatly appreciated. Oh, yeah. And I uh, definitely want to give a shout out for Patreon, anybody that has that. If you don't have it's it. It's fun, man. Yeah, I mean, the ads are freaking crazy. Like, I, I don't know what happened with the mailbag episode That's on one thing I was going to say, because I kind of plugged it earlier yeah, when yeah, we were talking ahead, about take it. take that off. Because... Yeah. Here's the thing. All right, it was, it's no secret. I mean, I, I lost my debit card at WrestleMania. If you listen to this show, you know that it was just a part of a whole debacle. So I thought that's what it was, right? The mailbag episode that we just listened to that came out this week, the Takeover Podcast Backlash. 
that episode like wasn't available on Patreon, at least for me. That's what yeah, I thought. Me, I thought, I, I me thought either. Yeah, John either. So that's what that's what kind of confused me. But the thing is, I thought it was only because of my car. Like I just thought I got unlucky. Every other episode, like the WTFW podcast, um, all those other ones, I was able to tune into and just kind of, or at least like the option was there to do it. But for the mailbag, it wasn't. So that's what made it hurt even more to not get accepted to the casual wrestling crew <laughs> is that I had to listen to the whole mailbag episode with ads. Yeah. I listened to it with ads. I haven't done that since I became a patron of the WWE podcast. God knows how long ago. And I remembered why I mm -hmm. went to Patreon. So yeah, to listen to it with ads and to come to that conclusion. Yeah. That's why I had to come <laughs> on here and uh, say, what the heck? WTFW, I right, guess. Right. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting you there. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, th that, that was one thing I was going to point out. You know, um, the, the ads for the episode that I was listening to, gosh, there was, like, so many that I had to, like, skip through. You know, I was just trying to get to. About four minutes before the episode started. I was like, <laughs> holy I was cannoli. Like, gosh, I was just trying to get to, like, the certain parts, and I was like, I thought my ads were bad. <laughs> the but football yeah. function. De de definitely. If you want to get rid of those things, you know, it it's definitely like a... It's worth it. Yeah, a, a headache just to have to go through it or... I, I, I don't know. Some of them are kind of entertaining. Some of them are kind of just... What the heck's going yeah, on? Yeah, and, and as a podcaster, I totally get it. You know, we're not we're not poking fun at Matt. You know, obviously, oh, no, Matt's no. a successful podcast oh, for yeah. a reason. It's because of those ads and monetizing it. And obviously, you, the listeners, telling friends, spreading it, having such a big following... That's the main reason, but these ads really help. As somebody who creates a podcast, you have to put ads in there. So I know, oh, yeah. like, it's no shot to him. It's just telling you guys, hey, if you want to get that part out of it, if you want to completely ignore them, because I forgot ads were even a thing, dude. Like, the mm -hmm. the sponsorships, all that. Like, I totally forgot that that was even part of the podcast world as far as the WWE podcast goes because I've just been in this Patreon bubble, you know, just been uh, protected in the walls of an ad-free experience. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And also the Discord chat, man. It's fun. We oh, get yeah. rivalry started. All that good stuff. You get to communicate with all the hosts, all the other patrons. I mean, it's worth it without a doubt. So definitely go do that. Shout out to all the other hosts here on the WW podcast that are putting in the work on a weekly basis. That's why it feels so good whenever you get that, uh, you know, the words of encouragement, oh, the, yeah. the high praise. Because you put in this work, you take time out to do this. And uh, to have the listener just basically just say, hey good job bud or we like we like to listen to it that's that's all that matters you know mm -hmm. even if you just say hey we enjoy it even if we don't like what you say but we tune in every week to say these dudes are stooges we like that too oh, obviously yeah, yeah so. good or bad it doesn't yeah. matter you know as long as you're listening you know i mean we, we got your attention for some reason you know and it, it's it's awesome to be able to the be the person that you come to for your wrestling content and everything yeah. like that so yeah it's, it's definitely like a blessing i guess you could say but, yeah, I mean, definitely want to give a shout-out for football function and everything like yeah. that, you know, just to kind of wrap up my little outro and everything. But, yeah, definitely want to give you a shout-out, man. Y'all are doing freaking awesome. I mean, it, the way that all y'all just work together, you know, especially, like, having Andy back, you know. It's it's a big thing. Definitely want to give a shout-out to Terry. I know his birthday was yesterday, everything like that. I don't know if he listens or anything like that, but got to give it to him yeah you gave now. it to him that's all that matters but yeah yeah <clears throat> but yeah the the show's freaking awesome man y'all so y'all doing y'all's thing so yeah just keep on rolling with it you know i know you always ask me about my opinion on it and stuff like that and you know it's great it's great yeah Appreciate so you, it. you're on a, you're you're on a good path on what you're doing and everything like that so yeah just stay consistent I don't know. Bring some good content, you know. Oh, yeah. Always. That's always the goal, bud. Definitely appreciate that. Appreciate the kind words. 
And also want to thank the listeners for choosing this podcast. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for stumbling on it. Hopefully you will come back next week. We'll be talking about the fallout from WWE Backlash. Looking forward to that. But until then, have a damn good weekend. Enjoy Mother's Day. Enjoy watching this pay-per-view. Walk passionately in the direction of your dreams. Tell all of your mothers that us here on the SmackDown Review at the WWE Podcast said Happy Mother's Day. Have a damn good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.